Hello, friends. It's me, Mike, your friend. <laughs> Man, that's corny, isn't it? Anyways, uh, so we're going to pick off, pick up where I left off. And uh, so my life is getting ready to change, uh, you know, dramatically. Some for the better and a lot for the worse. But uh, looking back, I wouldn't change it for a thing. Uh, but before we do that, I need to... I need to thank Jeff Bellevue for uh, buying me a coffee every month, $3.99. And I know it doesn't seem like a lot of money, but it makes all the difference from uh, this movement, you know, uh, with the art of growth it keeps It keeps everything moving forward. And also, TJ, thank you for the review on iTunes. I appreciate it that every time you guys review the podcast, it gets reached by... Uh, more and more people and uh, that's it's important to me because there's a lot of people out there uh, that don't have anybody so alright so back to life so I'm just getting ready to uh, <clears throat> leave my dad's funeral but before that I wanna go over a couple of little memories I have with my with my dad that are that are kinda of funny so we were sitting there I remember we lived in or he lived in this little apartment across from uh, across from the 7-Eleven and we just got back from getting a little slushy and it was just me and him and and we were watching TV and he's like Michael do you like boxing I was like what's boxing and he's like where people people fight and I was like people fight people fight in a box that's so funny he's like no no people fight in a ring a ring? I'm like, how do they fit in a ring? It's too small for people. <laughs> uh, anyways, I don't know. Just one of those memories that's uh, in my mind forever. So I, I try to hang on to them. Um, but so just got done with my my dad's funeral. A little bit confused as a kid. Played tag. Didn't really understand what's going on. Uh, but I don't know if I told you this, but my dad was murdered. Uh, he was found in the river. He had a big uh, cut on the side of his head. I think it was from either getting hit by something or falling. I don't think it was. Uh, I don't think it, it was an accident, according to the autopsy and everything. But uh, apparently, he was a fighter. My mom told me many stories about how he would never back down from anybody, which is a Luckily, and maybe not so luckily, it's a trait that I've also uh, have gotten <laughs> passed on to me. Actually, I don't know if it's from him or my mom, because my mom is a scrapper. I have seen her fight some people that she had no business fighting. <laughs> uh, anyways, one story about my dad. Apparently, he was about to get in a fight. My mom was telling me with about uh, three or four guys on a bus, and he... He started talking shit back to these guys, and eventually he talked him. He talked him off the bus, and he waited until the bus was about to pull away, and then he jumped back in the bus, and the, and the three guys were sitting there without a ride. So not only was he a, a scrapper, so I know he definitely he was either caught off guard, or he was outnumbered. For him to be murdered because he was very fast too. He he would run like the wind, my grandma would say. Uh, 
anyways, enough with that. Um, so we're getting ready to go into the next move that I remember. You know, the human memory is not the greatest, but I remember living in the cities, and we'd live in this little house off a of, of Bryant, I believe, in Minneapolis. And I remember having a friend. I can't remember his name, but we'd always um, we'd always climb trees and we'd sharpen we'd sharpen popsicle sticks and pretend they're knives. I have no idea why that memory uh, is my is in my head, but one of those memories. So we're getting ready to transition from that house to uh, St. Francis, Minnesota, where my I remember my stepdad and mom were looking to get out of the cities because crime started to rise and they were just ready for a, a change. So they started looking around and we we got ready. We moved out to St. Francis. I believe I was like six and a half, just turned seven. Yeah, I remember it, the house was right next to the post office in St. Francis. And uh, literally the only thing that separated the two were a just a driveway where cars would drive in to the, to the post office parking lot. And I remember it being such a small little town compared to what I was used to. I, you know, before I would, <laughs> dang, there's so many memories coming back and uh, so many things that, you know, people would get in trouble for. So when I lived in the cities, something just I remember is my parents would, or my stepdad and my mom would send me down to the corner store with a $5 bill and a note to pick up cigarettes for them. And the people, <laughs> the people working at the store would give them to me and I'd bring them back. And I remember walking through the neighborhood and like in the dark, like a little bit nervous, but like we're trying to walk fast. You, you guys know the the feeling of uh, uncertainty and like afraid of the dark for some reason. Anyways, back to St. Francis, living right next to a post office. Uh, no idea what, uh, you know, what any of this means. I just know that we moved. I remember I got the biggest room in the house is on the top floor. It was like it's at the very top of the house, so it had like a slanted, slanted ceilings on both sides, kind of like a V, like the shape of the roof. And I was pumped. So life is life is changing. And uh, here we go again. I went to a new school. Um, I remember meeting new people, not really understanding like really what friends are. But I do remember friendship kind of always came naturally to me. I was always looking to to make someone feel better. And I, I remember <laughs> around Valentine's Day, we you know, all the kids would give away little Valentines. And I would put extra candy in all the, all the cute girls' Valentines. I remember that. <laughs> so maybe one of my life... Uh, Maybe one of my love languages is gifts, which I believe it is. If I'm trying to show love, I will get a gift, apparently. And so I remember that. I also remember, uh, I remember Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. You guys remember that game where you would turn the lights off? And you would look into the mirror and try to say Bloody Mary a certain amount of times uh, before you freak out. Remember, that was a big thing in school. It was just becoming popular or whatever the case was. And uh, 
So yeah, whole new neighborhood. I, I just recently got a little mini bike, and I drove that thing around. So, you know, as a little kid, life is good right now. Life is really good. We're in a new place, plenty of space to ride my bike. Uh, I'd always ride my bike in that that parking lot next to the next to the house. My parents would always yell at me, "Hey, you got to be careful! You got to be careful! You're gonna get hit by a car!" You know, blah blah blah. And of course, I don't I don't listen. And I'd always jump off the curb. So the post office curb, the sidewalk, would go right into the post office driveway. And I'd always jump off that thing in the middle of the night, you know, after the post office was closed. And I remember my my stepdad yelling at me, Hey, quit driving your damn bike in the road. You're going to get hit. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. About an hour later, I'm, I'm making one of my laps. And I'm going as fast as I can. I fly off this curb. And boom! <laughs> I run right into the side of a car. I go flying off my bike and I end up on the person's hood. My dad and mom look over, <laughs> terrified. Not not that I got hurt or anything. They're terrified that probably they're going to owe this person money uh, <laughs> for me, you know, smashing into their car. But luckily, uh, nothing happened. I didn't get hurt. Like, my tire ran into the the tire of the car so there's no damage and uh, that's about it so new neighborhood new trouble trying to explore trying to make friends and uh, I remember I had a cool little spike in my hair <laughs> uh, thought I was a little badass apparently and then one day my friend my mom's friend Charles told her they're gonna go on a vacation to Arizona and you know my mom never been to Arizona I never been to Arizona so she's like let's go and my stepdad was just gonna stay behind and work and we were gonna go with Charles and Charles was basically basically family even though you know we weren't technically related he's this old black guy that kinda grew up the hard way he, he walked with a limp he'd always give me a Give me advice, like that old man wisdom, you know? And uh, he had a daughter, Tisha, which is considered my cousin because somehow or another, I have a bunch of cousins that maybe I'm not technically related to, but I love all these these kids, and I kind of grew up with them. And uh, So they're going on vacation, and we decided to go with. So I got my little camera. It's like a little wind-up, I don't even know, it's not even like a, a disposable one, it's like a, a camera with film that I put in, and we're going on the trip. All I remember about the trip is that we're going down there, it's getting warmer and warmer, I remember taking pictures of everything, I remember seeing the Grand Canyon, and I also remember stopping for breakfast at every Burger King, <laughs> and I got those stupid French toast sticks, which I don't know why I like that shit. Maybe there's some kind of connection. When you grow up as an adult, you still like the, <laughs> the things that brought you pleasure as a little kid. So I remember that. I remember me, Phil, and my mom being with in the van. You know, as a little kid, you're sick of driving. Parents yelling at you because you're playing games, slapping your little brother up, and getting in a fight. Next thing you know, I'm going to pull this car over. <laughs> 
Yeah, my mom was quick to pull over and just slap the shit out of me. <laughs> uh, never mind that, though. That gets hairier later in life. But, um, so we're going on this vacation. I remember, I don't know why we're going on there. I think Charles was looking into some business opportunities or something. But we're on this vacation. We're enjoying life. Uh, next thing you know, I know we're on the way back. And my mom has fell in love with Arizona, but we're going back to Minnesota. We get back to St. Francis, and and my I remember hearing my mom talk with my dad about about uh, how how she's moving to Arizona, and he can come with or he can stay behind. But either way, she's going. So next thing you know. We're all moving to Arizona, and we actually packed up all our shit, and we put it in a bus. A huge bus. <laughs> it was blue. I remember it was like one of those blue, it said Bluebird bus on the side. I remember <clears throat> cutting, watching my dad, my stepdad, cut out all the seats of the bus, and we made it into like this huge camper situation. And I can't remember if I'm... Nine or ten, so a couple of years has passed. You know, time kind of flies in the human memory, so time has passed. We're getting ready to move to Arizona, and away we go. I remember one night in the evening saying goodbye. I believe we left my grandma to take care of the house that we lived in, and we took off for the road. I remember that long-ass drive. And so we're in the bus, we're driving. I remember my dad would always, my stepdad would always um, flash the truckers to let them know that the, the semi had enough room to, to change lanes. I don't know why I remember that, but apparently it's important in the driving business, so, that, so that's good. And I remember, I remember driving and it being my birthday and I remember nobody saying anything about my birthday. And I was sad, pissed off, you know. And I don't even remember if anything <laughs> ever happened about my birthday uh, that year at all. I don't even know if anybody mentioned it or whatever the case is, but I remember we got to Arizona and we were staying in the bus until we found an apartment. And... The apartment search took probably, you know, a few days, and I remember we found this place with a pool. I remember little lizards being all over every brick wall that you go near, and at first I was kind of freaked out, but they ended up being harmless, so I'd always try to grab them. Not to keep them, but just to grab them and then release them. <laughs> and I remember, so we, we finally got into an apartment, <clears throat> And, uh, you know, it wasn't the best apartment, but I remember it had a air conditioner. Air conditioner and cable TV for the first time in my life. I think I'm right around uh, 9 or 10 at this point. And uh, just pumped. Just pumped. I finally ha have unlimited cartoons in the morning. Uh, you know, my parents weren't a big believer in cable TV uh, back in the day just because I believe it was expensive or whatever the case was, but... I remember waking up with with Phil 
and just enjoying cartoons. And that lasted for about a month. <laughs> and then I think it got shut off or whatever the case is. But that first apartment, I remember we we moved there and we ended up moving within two weeks because because someone got shot right in the right in the parking lot, like literally the day or you know, the, the first couple of weeks that we lived there. So they're like, We're out of here. And it seemed like a, a decent neighborhood. I can't remember which part of Phoenix, somewhere in the south. Uh, but we we moved. So we move again, and we find another apartment. And this one is on the second floor. Uh, and I remember, I remember we weren't in that one very long either. I don't know why, but we moved out of there. And then, uh, you know, I don't know. Memory gets a little bit foggy, but at some point, maybe like a year later, uh, I'm making friends. You know, I'm starting to starting to like life, get settled in. You know, finally making friends. I was in uh, uh, one or two schools. You know, for six months apiece, and and then I heard we're moving back to Minnesota. Like moving back to Minnesota already? Okay. Whatever the case is, here we go. And so we moved back to Minnesota. And I remember somehow we end up in this little town. So I go from I go from North Minneapolis to a small town to Phoenix. Now we're moving back to Minnesota and we end up in this little town called uh Onamia. Onamia is by Lake Malax in Minnesota and it's just a small little town with nothing to do, a lot of farms. You know, I believe my stepdad's dad probably still lives there. Uh, <clears throat> he had a farm there for a lot of years. So, so here we are. We're back in the country. So I go from like, like listening to hip hop. You know, my my first little best friend was uh, I was White Mike and he was Black Mike. So my first best friend was a, a black kid, and his first best friend was a white kid. So maybe that's why I'm not racist today. Uh, but we're, so now we go from like deep in the hood to like this little country place. And so now I'm starting to like country music. I'm starting to like do the the country boy thing. I'm like I have a BB gun. I'm like trying to hunt all the time. No idea what I'm doing. Uh, and we lived in a double wide trailer. Imagine that. And <clears throat> remember my dad would always be working, my mom would always stay behind, and we would uh we'd do nothing but play all day. I remember going to school in Onamia. I remember I remember playing football and racing kids all the time at this place. And Next thing you know, my my parents are. It's probably like a year later. My parents are fighting, and it's time to move. Apparently, my mom wants to go back to Arizona, and she's not taking no for an answer. My stepdad doesn't want to go, and this is going on for months and months and months. And I remember Christmas time. Christmas comes around. And the arguing kind of stopped. 
And then I remember something funny about Christmas night. Yeah, this Christmas night was uh, was funny because I, I, uh, my room was right next to the living room and right by the tree. So, so it was Christmas night, you know, I'm excited uh, because I know Santa Claus is coming, right? At this point, I still believe in Santa Claus, which is kind of crazy. I think I was like, I don't know, probably getting close to 10 or something. I, I don't exactly remember, but I remember I still believed in Santa Claus. And we set out cookies and milk for him. And in the middle of the night, I hear this big crash. Boom, boom. Shit breaking. And then I hear, God damn it, motherfucker, blah, blah, blah. I hear my mom screaming. I'm like, well, what the hell is going on? So I, I come out to the living room, and my mom spilled the milk and cookies. And she's like, yeah, yeah, uh, Santa, Santa was in a hurry, and when he was leaving, when he was leaving, his his bag knocked over the all the all the milk and cookies. And I was thinking, hmm, now that's a little weird. This guy's magic, but he's clumsy as hell, apparently. So that you know, those are some of the memories I have of that place. Uh, so they haven't argued about moving for you know a couple weeks. I'm making friends with this guy named this kid named Josh down down the country down the dirt road, probably about half a mile, and he has a whole farm. He's you know he's big into trapping. He's always like trapping animals and like I'd go over there and I'd have BB gun. We'd be hunting little birds and stuff and you know a lot of fun you can you can have as a little kid on a farm. And one day we tried to re- we tried to ride his sheep. We'd always we'd pour corn down on the ground, and then we'd we'd wait for the sheep to come around to eat the corn, and then we'd jump on their back. And these these damn sheep seem so fast once you jump on, and like their their wool would like go back and forth on their back, and sometimes it would like go all the way to the side, so you're like hang barely hanging on. And I remember this one time it almost. It almost twisted all the way around his body, and the the sheep ran over a log and on a log. And that was the last time I tried to ride sheep. <laughs> oh God, it's so weird going back in time and remembering all these things. And I remember Phil. We were trying to jump on their horses without a saddle or anything. We just put some put some feed down and then jump on their back, no saddle or anything. And I remember my brother Phil was finally on a horse. The horse is finally calm and I was just walking around. So, as the older brother, what do you think I have to do? I take a snowball and I hammer that horse right in the ass as hard as I, as hard as I could throw a snowball, and the horse just goes crazy and kicks my little brother right off the horse. And that's pretty much all I remember of that place: is that we rode horses, split wood. I started to like country music for the first time in my life. I don't really like it now, but I've pretty much liked every music throughout my life. Rock, jazz, blues, country, Metallica, Tupac, Eminem, Christian music. Like, I listen to everything. My neighbors probably think I'm bipolar now. My playlist is like, goes from like Metallica to Tupac to blues. Sitting on the dock of the bay. As you can tell, I'm not a singer.
Anyways, so, <clears throat> you know, I'm trying to piece all these memories together. I'm sure they'll come up, but I'm trying not to... I'm boring myself, so I'm trying not to bore you guys. But, anyways, we're getting ready to move again. I remember my my parents finally had enough, and my mom had decided to move to Arizona again. You know, Charles and uh, Charles, Tisha, Mary, all those people are still down in Arizona, and we're moving back. My mom's not going to take no for an answer. She wants to go back. And I remember she had a little bit of a drug problem the first time we went down there, and that's one of the reasons my dad and her got in a big fight because, you know, my dad was doing drugs, she was doing drugs, and eventually my dad's like, I got to get out of here. And he went back to uh, Minnesota, and then we came a little bit later. But so here we go, another phase. Another phase. And I remember we we were going to move, and my, my mom packed up the van, and it was just me and Phil which is my little brother, and uh, and my mom. We are going to go to Arizona by ourselves this time. And I'm, it was winter time. I'm, I remember there was snow on the ground. And I remember my, my stepdad, Dan, he did not want us to go, but he understood that once my mom makes up her mind, she's going to do what she wants kind of deal. So... I remember her giving. I remember him giving her advice about how to drive through the mountains, uh, you know, in the snow and like don't drive too fast, etc. And then, and then, uh, this is something that's burning into my memory for a long time. And my my stepdad pulls me aside, and he's he's saying, you know, I love you. I'm gonna miss you. And he says, you got to take care of mom. You got to take care of mom and Phil. And then I remember him telling me, you know, Michael, you're the man of the house now. You're the man of the house, and you got to take care of him. You know, you're the oldest man. You know, it's your responsibility now to protect your mom, protect Phil, make sure, you know, make sure everything goes according to plan. <clears throat> and I, as a little kid, I took that to heart. You know, I'm like... Of course, I'm the man of the house, like pounding my chest. <clears throat> but really, I was a little bit scared because I didn't know what the hell life was going to be like. And so we're we're driving, we're driving, we're driving down to Arizona. And I remember I'm I'm about to fall asleep, and then the loudest noise you could ever imagine goes flying above the van. I don't know what state we're in or whatever. We just got through the through the mountains, and there's no more snow. It's starting to get warm, and two fighter jets flew over the van and just scared the shit out of the cat. We had a cat, and the cat jumps. <laughs> the cat like jumps in the van. There's no room. There's like a litter box somewhere, and like the cat spills the litter box and jumps on Phil's back and catches himself with all his nails dug right into Phil's back. Now that shit was funny, but <laughs> just a, a small memory on the way there. So I remember we're getting to Arizona. We're we're sleeping in the van, uh, which apparently becomes a habit at some point, but not yet. So we're looking for this. Uh, we're looking for an apartment in Arizona, and Charles 
Charles and Mary and Tisha and all those guys still live in this little apartment uh, in Arizona, somewhere off Black Canyon Highway. Um, I don't know exactly where, but I remember that's the first place we moved when we moved back down there. And it was, a, you know, it was a nice place. I had, I had pools. It had a basketball court. And for some reason, I had barbed wire separating, separating our apartment complex from the neighbor, the neighboring uh, condos or whatever it was. And I remember I got a brand new football at some point, and I was playing football, and then I accidentally threw the football over the fence. And I was like, hell no, I'm going to go find that. And I couldn't find it forever. You know, like two, three weeks later, I decided to look again. And my damn football was stuck on the razor wire by the adjacent neighborhood. So, if you think about it, why do we have razor wire separating our, separating our apartments from the other neighborhood? Probably wasn't the best neighborhood. <clears throat> and I remember we would... We would go to school in the morning. We'd walk, we'd walk down there, and Tisha would always be eating. You know, we all went to the same elementary school. Tisha would always be eating ramen noodles, uncooked. She'd just put the flavoring on the hard-ass noodles, and she'd eat that. And we'd always stop at a Circle K, and I'd be trying to find a quarter so I could play uh, Street Fighter every morning. I remember that. I also remember I remember my first day of school in that place. And I remember it wasn't the most pleasant. I was wearing a Los Angeles or a LA Rams or some kind of Rams jacket that I got from somewhere, I don't know. I didn't even like football at that point. I had no idea anything about the sport or whatever. I believe I'm in fourth grade. My teacher is I think Mrs. Olson, but she was the Asian lady, so I'm not exactly sure what happened, but on my first day of school, okay, so me, Phil, Tisha, show up to school, we all go our separate ways, and it's uh, recess time. You know, I'm one of the few white kids in this school, and I get out to the playground, and I had these sweet shoes, in my opinion, that had like, you know, little tiny cleats on them, like little rubber cleats not quite cleats but like little rubber cleats and this kid this kid named Tyrone he's the biggest the biggest kid in the school and he has a little crew that follow him around so first day of school I'm out at the playground not sure who to play with or what to do and all of a sudden they come up to me and they're like give us your shoes and I was like no you're not going to get my shoes and then three or four of them you know, push me down, grab my shoe. And even though I'm scrawny, I'm super scrawny kid. And so I'm like, no, that's not going to work for me. So I'm like, give me my shoe. And we're arguing back and forth. They won't give me my shoe back. And Tyrone's like, oh, yeah? He's like, if you beat this, if you can, if you fight this kid, we'll give you a shoe back. <clears throat> and it was some other kid. And the kid comes up to me, so I have to be, you know, he's bigger than me. So what do I do? I pretend I'm going to give him my other shoe. I pretend I'm giving up. I'm like, you know what, you can just have him. I don't care. 
and I grab some sand and I throw it right in his face and I punch him, kick him, and then uh and then the teacher the teacher breaks it up and I, I get my shoe back. So that was the first day. And every day from then on I had to fight pretty much every day of my life in the bathroom, uh on the playground, and then uh you know, I wasn't I was never backing down from these kids. And then we had a track and field day and I finally earned some respect because there was this kid the fastest kid in our our school at that point was this this Mexican kid. I don't remember his name, but I remember it was fourth grade and we were getting ready to run like I don't know, whatever the the short sprint was back in those days, maybe like sixty meters or something. And uh my shoes sucked at this point, so I, I took my shoes off and we and we lined up. It was me and the fastest kid in the school. We took off and I beat him barely. I barely beat him, but then, but then it was kind of weird because as soon as kids knew that I was fast, all of a sudden I was invited to play football. I was invited to play basketball. Like all of a sudden, I'm I'm breaking into these little groups of friends, and I'm I'm known for being a fast kid, so I started to get picked first on the football teams and stuff like that, basketball teams. And, uh, you know, I started to feel accepted at recess only because as soon as recess was over, I'd have to fight again. I'd fight in the bathroom. I'd fight. You know, I'd always get jumped in the bathroom for some reason. I don't know why, but every time I had to take a piss, I was just like, oh, God, I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it. And then eventually I'd have to go to the bathroom. And sure enough, three or four kids would want to fight. And, man, I remember this one this one fight where I'd, somehow I slammed a kid's head in the door of the, of the stall. Just slammed that thing on his head. You know, all these things are blurring together, but all I know is I had to fight pretty much every day of my life. Uh, there, I'd always get in fights in the apartment complex, especially with this one kid named Droopy. He had like this, he was this Mexican kid and he had like a, like this twitch with his eye where he'd have to blink like every couple seconds. So for some reason he'd always want to fight me. And, you know, we'd always like square up and we'd go after each other in between the apartment buildings. And every time he'd blink, I'd, I'd just hit him. <laughs> you know, I feel bad now. I hope the guy's doing okay, but... You know, this is just the start of uh, my second phase in Arizona, and it's about to get really rough. It's going to get really rough because my mom is starting to cause more trouble than she can handle. Uh, we're, we're unable to pay rent, so we we start living with the people. And uh, one thing about this place, man, there's cockroaches everywhere. Like, I remember turning on the light and just hearing them, like, scam. <laughs> like, just cockroaches everywhere. I had to have to put my spoons and forks and knives in this little plastic bag, Tupperware containers, and, man, just cockroaches everywhere at this place. I just remember cockroaches like crazy. And I was, ugh, gross. And uh, anyways, my mom, so my mom can't pay the rent. We start living in the van for a little bit. Uh, Charles doesn't have any room in his apartment, and then 
Eventually, this guy named Rudy, old black man, probably in his late 50s, lets us live in his in his apartment. He has an extra room, just an old guy. And I remember that was the start of the up and downs in Arizona. Uh, we'll pick up next time. I have to go to work. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you. Uh, visit theartofgrowth.com. Use the hashtag yourfriendmike if you want to say hi. I'll reply back to you. All right, have a good day, guys.